HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit www.rt11.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We are coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. This is the 159th episode of the series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is one of the most creative entrepreneurs that I know, (laughs) and I will introduce her fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip. Later, we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to be resourceful. So this past weekend, I heard an inspiring talk at Summit LA 17 with Jeff Bessos, the CEO and founder of Amazon, where he was interviewed by his brother, Mark, and talked about the influence of their grandfather, who had lived in Texas and, and was extremely resourceful. Living in a somewhat remote area and without Google, obviously, his pop, as he referred uh, to him as, was simply able to figure things out on his own. It was a lesson to be resourceful, being able to think creatively, generate ideas, and identify alternatives to achieve goals. With the right can-do attitude, anything is possible. So be resourceful and a problem solver, as it will help you achieve wonderful things, as Mr. Bessos can attest. That is my tip today. Now, I'm thrilled to have my guest here. It is not only a dear longtime camp friend of mine, but she is also an extremely creative and versatile entrepreneur. 
It is Ashley Albert, the co-founder of Royal Palms Shuffleboard Club in Gowanus, Brooklyn, with a soon-to-open second location in Chicago. Ashley is also the co-founder of The Matzah Project, a surprisingly delicious new matzah with fabulous packaging, which has been embraced by the cracker-eating community. In addition, Ashley is a highly accomplished voice actor whose work includes MTV's animated series Daria and the voice of Nickelodeon and many more. So welcome, Ashley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I know, long intro, but... Yeah, I know. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. I know. This is... Uh, who knew that we would be sitting here across from each other during Color War? Who knew? We Blue Star eight. memories. Yeah. No, it's... it's it's crazy to think back and and how now our lives have have crossed paths in here in New York and and you know and we both grew up in Miami. It's not like we started in this place. No, it's not. It's just it's just cool. How long have you <laughs> How long have you been in New York? Since ninety eight. Yeah, I knew. I've been here since ninety two. You definitely you win, <laughs> but not by much. It's a we'll call it uh, a wash. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had jury duty uh, a few months ago, and I ran into three people I knew in my juror pool, and I was like, I own this town. I officially own this town. Three people in jury duty. Come on, that's, that's one of, that one of might them was be from a record. Camp. One of them was from camp. It was camp. Tony Shepard. I don't know if I remember Tony. He was the head of the boys' camp. Oh, okay. He married one of our counselors. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> I, we're going to run out of time in the show, I know already, because I have so much I want to talk to you about. But let's let's start out voiceovers, voice yeah. actor. Because, you know, when you Google your name and it comes up all the voiceover work you've done, I was just, I didn't even realize. Well, that that's what I moved to New York to do yeah. in 1993. And that was my full-time job. Up until I opened the Shuffleboard Club. And still, I mean, I had a voiceover job this morning. So I still sneak out. It's still the thing I do the best and the thing I feel the most mastery of. Um, so I do that. That's my favorite thing. I just don't have as much time to do it as I used to. Oh, that's good. I wasn't sure if you were still doing it. I, yeah, I'm the voice of Nutella. Spread the happy. That's me. <laughs> it's, I, I'm sure, I mean, everyone listening, I'm sure we've, we've heard your, your voice on lots of commercials and lots of, the Daria thing is, I mean, that's huge. You know, it's funny because that was one of my first voiceover jobs when I moved to New York. And it's still the thing that when people find out about, they freak out about the most, even though I've done right. many, many other, probably more prestigious from the voiceover world communities perspective voiceover stuff that daria job still i get a lot of mileage from yeah that. my whole royal palm staff very impressed with my daria's street cred it's it i i can see that is it is it hard to break in and is it hard to stay in or is it one of those careers like kind of once you're in you're in um well, I mean, the freelance life in general is like a, the past doesn't equal the future. Just because you had an amazing day of voiceover work doesn't mean tomorrow's any better. Um, but I do think once you're in, it's a very, very small community. And unlike um, on-camera stuff where they don't want the person selling McDonald's to sell Burger King, in the voiceover world, you know, they want to use the same small group of people because it's an oddly familiar, authoritative, comforting voice. It doesn't matter that I'm selling both Crest Toothpaste and Dunkin' Donuts because 
you're just hearing that voice and I'm just general optimistic young girl, you know? Um, and so it's very hard to, once you're in, it's hard for somebody new to break in unless somebody else opens a shuffleboard club or something and opens <laughs> up a slot. Which is the perfect segue. <laughs> Even though you're still in, you're still putting one I'm door there. But um, so how did this idea come about, Shuffleboard Club? So um, my business partner, Jonathan Schnapp, uh, is one of my very best friends. And my holiday gift to him in 2011 was to become certified barbecue judges. And uh, <laughs> sure. of the, course it was. Yeah. And there were meat certifications for the Kansas City Barbecue Society all over the country. But the one that fit with our schedules was in the middle of nowhere, Florida. So we flew down there and he said, oh, my gosh, we're in Florida. We've got to play shuffleboard while we're here. He remembered playing with his grandparents in Palm Beach. He's from New York. But in the summers, he would mm-hmm. visit them. And being from Miami, I did not associate Florida with shuffleboard so much. I grew up with fl- shuffleboard courts around, but I didn't really take them seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm also an only child, so I can't play any games that require a second person. <laughs> um, so we did some research and found the world's largest shuffleboard club three hours away in St. Petersburg. And on a lark, we rented a convertible and we drove three hours away and we went to this majestically beautiful club. And there was a small group of people who got together like very occasionally and played shuffleboard on these city-owned municipal park courts. And they happened to be there the day that we went. And they had a boombox playing music and they shared their beer with us and they taught us how to play and they were so cool. And we left and thought, this would kill in Brooklyn. Um, But we both had great jobs. We didn't need to do anything new. So on the weekends, just pretending, we would just for fun go look at real estate and pretend like maybe we were going to open a shuffleboard club. And we walked into our space in Gowanus and I turned to Jonathan and I was like, okay, if we're serious, we have to take this space And if we don't take this space, then we're not serious. Like, this is how we know if we're kidding or not. So we didn't have any money raised or a business plan or anything. We just plunked down our life savings on the deposit for the lease. And then we wrote a business plan and raised a whole bunch of money. And now we have, four years later, a giant 17,000-square-foot shuffleboard club. It's incredible. Yeah. And you did a Kickstarter, right? We did I at the very the end. Okay. Um, that was so, and we desperately needed the money. I mean, we were raising money. We would get checks and pay the bills as they came in up until the moment we opened our doors. And um, our kicks, you know, we have shuffleboard leaks. So our Kickstarter campaign was mostly to sell um, league teams. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so we were able to sell out our leagues before we opened, which was incredible. And you know, I think we'll do that again for Chicago because I think it's a great way to get that initial group of people playing. And we still have, I mean, four years later. So what's that? For t- sixteen seasons later, we still have a lot of those original teams who are now getting very good playing shuffleboard. And I mean, yeah. who, how many games can you start in your 20s or 30s or 40s where it's a completely level playing field? I mean, everybody in Chicago, you'll never meet anyone who is an all-state shuffleboard player. So everyone's starting at exactly the same level. It's so yeah. exciting to see. I saw that you're highly ranked. I am the 26th best <laughs> female shuffleboard player in the world, which is absurd. I don't know if you remember from camp, I was not choosing. Tennis was not, I was, I was arts and crafts. I was, I did the radio, camp CBS, Blue Star Radio. I did not, I was not an athlete. I'm amazed. Um, but I'm yeah, amazed. I just came back from playing in the world championships in Brazil. 
Jonathan, my business partner, came in fourth in the world. That's incredible. Yeah, we. I mean, we didn't start playing until we had the club. So. Yeah. And what? Let's talk a little about the food component. Yeah. So you bring it. You have food trucks. We do. Um, we have a different food truck every night, and um, we built this sort of one of a kind fireproof vestibule and they drive directly inside the building um and it's great i mean my staff gets a different food truck meal every night which is really fun i forget them i not only get a different food truck meal but because i'm the big boss i can make outlandish requests from the food truck i'll be like i would like the ahi tuna crepe but i'd like you to just put like a couple pieces of shrimp tempura inside i can just ask for anything i want what are they gonna do i'm the boss (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's cool you came up with that idea and rotating. I mean, it's yeah. really it's, it's really a huge unique. part of our yeah. program for sure. Yeah, and the Chicago lo- location, where is it, and what's the estimated timeline? Um, it's in the Bucktown Wicker Park, okay. um, which is it's the Damon. It's between the Damon and the Western stops mm-hmm. on the Blue Line, which is so cool because we're going to have a roof deck with shuffleboard on the roof, and the Blue Line comes from the O'Hare. Airport. Yeah, uh-huh. so you'll be able to see. People playing shuffleboard out the subway window as they go by. Um, It's right next to Small Cheval, which is a really good hamburger offshoot. I've been to Big Cheval. To Mm Cheval, yeah. (laughs) So Small Cheval is a place that people know about. And I'm like, I'm the whole rest of that block. And it's almost the exact same size and shape as our club in New York and then with a roof deck. And we're deep in construction. And as long as the snow holds out a little bit longer... um, it should be done by the middle of January. Oh, yeah, soon. soon. Great. So let's talk a little about your other project, yeah. the Matzah Project. That came about with our other camp friend, one of our friends, Kevin Rodriguez. So, um, I mean, it was just another an idea. Let's let's so make matzah <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Well, so um, I you know I have. I have, am not short on ideas. I, it's, <laughs> it's a burden. It's a blessing and a curse. And so many, many years ago, like 20 years ago, I had a friend whose family owned a pizza restaurant on City Island outside of New York. And they were going to close it down. And I said, oh, no, you've got those pizza ovens. You should do something with them. <gasps> you should start the City Island Matzah Factory. And I pitched her on this idea. This is great. This is what you should do. She didn't do it. That idea went deep into the coffers of my jungle of a mind. And then our friend Kevin um, called me one day. And and because I've had a couple of successful businesses under my belt, people, that's sort of my secret superpower. People come to me with ideas and I can sort of sharpen the edges of them and tell them how to monetize them. I can kind of see that through. So over the years, he's come to me with a couple of ideas. And this time he called and said, I think I want to start a gelato company. I found a guy I can go apprentice with in Italy. And I was like, oh, Kev, that is that is not a good idea. I've never once needed gelato and couldn't find it. <laughs> I've never had a gelato emergency. Like, this is not a problem that needs solving. Um, but he was he was really looking to do something in the food world. And, and uh, he was excited about this idea. So I said, okay, we're going to go to every gelato store that we can think of in the city. And if at the end of the day you can tell me what you would do differently, then I will help guide you towards gelato success. So was it like a rainy April a couple of years ago? And we went around and there was nobody, not a single gelato purchaser in any of the gelato. Like we went to 15 different gelato places. And he was like, oh, no, I can't open a gelato company. I was like, no, no, it's a terrible (laughs) idea. 
And I said, okay, I have this idea I've had for 20 years and, and you should start an artisanal matzo company. And he was like, yes, I love it. Let's do it. And I was like, good, good luck to you. Send me a box. And he went home <laughs> and started making, you know, working on a recipe and he would bring it to me and I would taste it like a matzo king. I'd be like, crispier, saltier. Make it crunchy. You know, I would just keep, gave him feedback and he kept bringing the other stuff. And then finally he hit on the recipe and I said, great. And he said, great. Now what? You know, he, he knew it was a good idea. He didn't quite understand how to go from idea to execution. So I somehow got really involved um, because I had, the idea had been germinating for so, so long that mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted the box to look like and I knew where it should go and how it should feel and and that we launched officially this past January, and we're in about 300 stores around the country so far. We were one of Oprah's favorite things. The James Beard Foundation used us for their Seder, and um, Balabusta used us. And we're going, oh, Zingerman's. Do you know Zingerman's Deli? I went to University of Michigan. Oh, there I you know go. Zingerman's. They're going to start <laughs> using our matzo balls in their matzo ball soup in their deli. That, I mean, that's, that's huge. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, the matzo. It is delicious. Thanks. And your packaging is so clever and sharp and original. Thank and you. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, I'm really yeah, I'm excited so about it. You guys just have hit it, hit it out of the park. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And it's so fun. I mean, I love, you know, the hospitality. I'm not a drinker. I'm a, Jonathan isn't a drinker either. I'm not that good at shuffleboard despite my international ranking. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, and I'm a uh -huh, little okay. bit of, and I'm a tiny bit of a misanthrope. So it's, a, it's not the best fit for me to be a giant nightclub owner. Um, I love my staff. There's things I really love about it, but it's not a natural fit. And the, the small artisanal food industry feels much more at home. I, the people who are selling their food items are so passionate about them. You know, they're usually a recipe they've been making for years or it's their mother's recipe or it's a food that they're really excited about. And it's, it comes from a really authentic, passionate place and, and free samples, so many more free samples in the, <laughs> in the artisanal food world than the hospitality world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's incredible. Thank you. On that note, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to come back and talk more with Ashley. So stay with us. This is Own the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. The following program has been brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 Potato Chips dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate. An incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 Potato Chips believes comfort food should be just that. Know where your food comes from. For more information, visit rt11.com. And we're back. This is On the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Ashley Albert. She's the co-founder of Royal Palms Shuffleboard Club and the co-founder of the Matzo Project. She's a voice actor, and she's enjoying Roberta's Pizza for the very first time. I'm really enjoying <laughs> Roberta's Pizza for the very first time. It's excellent. Yes, yes. So the studio now smells and has <laughs> pizza, delicious pizza here. Um, so, so that's what we're up to. Yeah. Um, let me ask you the question I had from, from my last episode with uh, John Karangas. 
of, he's the executive chef of Union Square Hospitality Events. This was on episode 158. And he wanted to know, where's the connection between your professions? Ah. Because, yeah, yeah there's um, a variety of stuff. Hmm. I mean, I think there's a clear connection between shuffleboard and matzah, right? Like, uh, my grandparents were probably the biggest influence in my life. They were practically raised me. They were definitely the closest family members that I had. And um, they, my grandmother was like a true Jewish grandmother. I mean, the ultimate. Um, and so the shuffleboard is very like Florida and she played bingo and mahjong. And then really the, the full expression of that is the matzah. You know, we have that grandma on the cover that says, what a kill you to try something new. And the new chocolate says, get them away from me, which I feel like is something my grandmother definitely, I don't know if you're, if you had a Jewish grandmother like that, who'd be like, oh, they're delicious. Get them away from me. I mean, I had a Jewish grandmother, not so much with you, with your voiceover <laughs> um, um, accent there, but yes, I can relate. Yeah. And so, um, I think those two are pretty, pretty clearly interlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about the fact that I have a rock band for kids. I don't know if you know that. I, you know, I do. I did know that. What was the the, the Jimmies? Uh huh. Yes, I think when I moved to New York, you were you were big into that at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was just like an accidental thing that happened. It was. Uh, I was working for Nickelodeon, and they were looking for a kids band. And one of my producers said, "Oh, Ashley Albert has a kids band," and I didn't and I didn't think that I could sing or I didn't know I could write music and I ended up with this kids band and now you know all these years later I have DVDs and music videos and holiday albums our holiday album by the way is called Mama Said Nog You Out I'm very proud of that title my my Jonathan Schnapp my shuffleboard business partner came up with that title so there's the connection there Um, but the um, the band and the voiceovers connect in that my dad was a record producer and growing up um, really didn't want me to learn how to play an instrument because he really didn't want me to get into the music business. And so the voiceover thing was sort of, I mean, I didn't even realize it at the time, but it was me sort of finding a back door to getting into a recording studio. And then finally, I ended up producing all the albums with my dad at his studio in Miami. And so, I, I don't know. There's some through line there with family okay. and um, and connection and sort of making, I think so much of it is just fun and um, giving other people enjoyment, making other people yeah. laugh, you know. No, very true. And that's a good segue into what I want to talk a little about, Summit LA 17, yeah. where we were both happened to go to this conference last weekend, ran into each other. I know, other we high-fived like twice on the, on the sideways. I know, <laughs> I know. But when you said record producer, I don't know if you went to the Quincy Jones I talk. didn't, no. Uh, it was the first thing I went to, and it was so awesome. Oh, really? I mean, he's... I don't know. I was sitting way up close and just listening to him talk, and they just ran through, you know, highlights of his career, and then they'd play some soundtracks um, of his, and he was oh, like yeah. tapping his foot, and <laughs> it was just, it was just, he's a legend, you know. Yeah. And, um, it was. I was very inspired by him. I had, there was a bunch of talks. I was inspired by the Jeff Bezos talk. I was inspired by. Uh, Jessica Alba, I saw her speak. I saw um, Jeff. I was. I found him to be so lovable. I was so surprised yeah. at how I was like, he's adorable. Do you want to know a fun fact? Huh? Um, 
He went to my high school. Yeah, he's from Miami. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know. I was like, I know that guy. I feel like I went to camp with that guy. Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was smart that they did the brother interviewing. You know, that made it more Because then he was able to be more himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what were some highlights for you? Well, you know, I, I learned a very important thing on this, you know, during Summit, which is that I don't enjoy passive entertainment. So any of the um, concerts where it wasn't really interactive, it was more like a sit and listen, or any of the talks that were more two people talking to each other and not to the audience, um, to me just didn't, I, I, I guess... Maybe because I just don't have my time is so limited and my attention span mm-hmm. is so limited. I only want to listen to those things that are going to enrich me directly. Maybe I'm just a narcissist. I'm like, okay, that's nice. I gotta go. I gotta go. What you got? To do? What do I have to learn here? And um, so I was. I just figured that out. That like, oh, the things I'm enjoying the most are the things that I have a, a direct takeaway from. Um, so I loved Esther Perel. I thought, did you go to any of her talks? No. On relationships and there love. There was so oh, much going on. She That's was the incredible. one thing. Yeah. She was just, you know, um, she's so self-expressed. And a lot of the stuff is stuff you intuitively know about love and relationships and all that stuff. But it feels so comforting to have someone say it out loud so clearly and succinctly. And um, she was great. I loved her, yeah. Yeah. I. The thing was, there's so much going yeah, on. and a lot. But I, I got, I get something out of those, those I don't know, listening talks. Mm. I mean, Kobe Bryant was another one I saw speak where I was just, I just left feeling inspired hearing his story and how he's transitioning after, you know, from basketball into the storytelling he's doing. Um, I did a yoga class. Oh, yeah. That, that was the thing that I really pushed myself on. I'm not that great at mm-hmm. self-care. I mean, I... I, I ate like two Reese's cups yesterday for breakfast. That was it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That pretty much covered it for me. And like mm, two sips of water and a cup of coffee. So I'm, and you know, four hours of sleep. Yeah. So I'm not great at that. I'm good at the, at the working part, real, real good right. at that. Um, but not so good at, the, so I did a ton of that this weekend. Yeah. I did like medical, I, I really went full on LA with the whole thing, medical grade sound baths and acro yoga and things I was completely making fun of the week before. I even tried the vegan kombucha ice cream floats and they were not terrible. I so, did not do, oh, have that. Yeah, but the food program. I mean, there was a lot. There was coffee all day. There were I ate trucks. Ca- there, were there were ma- there were matzo. And you had chips. your samples yeah. there, which yeah. was which was awesome. Which was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ate kelp noodles. I told Jonathan, and he was like, "Come back immediately. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. You need to get back to New York right away." Yeah, it was great. There was a lot going on. It was a lot of people. It was. It was for me. It was. Um, it was hard to be around that many people. I really, the older I get, the more I, I really enjoy a maximum of eight people at any one time. Um, so it was really, I, I found yeah. it uncomfortable to be in such large groups. It was thousands of people. And you'd yeah. meet someone, you'd connect with them for a second, and then they'd sort of get swallowed back up in the crowd. Um, but my goal for the whole weekend was to meet two people that I was really excited about meeting. And I think I met like four people I was really excited about okay. meeting. So that, you know, just, I think yeah. it's really hard to find humans that you really truly are like, oh, I think you're from my planet. And I think I found four of those and I felt really satisfied. Wow. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So um, 
we're going to take another break. Then we're going to come, come okay. back. We're going to play my speed round game and uh, talk a little industry news. So this is all in the industry on Heritage Radio Network. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Ashley Albert. It's time for my speed round game. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know about this. I'm ready. You're always ready. <laughs> I'm just, I name a couple things and give you, it's a preference choice, such as chocolate or vanilla. Got you it. You just pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. Eat in or eat out? Every meal I eat out. Every single meal. <laughs> Unless it's Reese's Cups that yes. I have lying around. Yes. How about... Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? None of the above. Coffee. Coffee or coffee. I like that. <laughs> Tasting menu or a la carte? Huh. Uh, ah, that's a tough one. I would like, uh, it depends on what the, the dessert is. If, <laughs> I once was in France uh, having a business meeting. And I told the guy, it was a prefix menu, and I looked and I said, well, I got to see what the dessert is first. That's why I'm going to choose which one I want. And then he ordered in French, and then the waitress came with the dessert first, and he said, I hope you don't mind. I took the liberty of asking for our meal in reverse. And I was like, sir, if I was a less savvy businesswoman, I would sign whatever you want. That was such a slick move. So if you ever wanted, that's a, that was a move. In a dessert half. first. Uh-huh. I like it. How about small plates or large plates? Large plates. Communal table or chef's counter? Communal table. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Tipping. Everything salted or cinnamon sugar? (laughs) Salted cinnamon sugar. (laughs) This is, is this your own (laughs) matzah combo? Yes. Okay. (laughs) How about singing in front of an audience or being behind a behind the scenes voice? Being a behind the scenes voice. Cheese plate or dessert? Dessert. Last one, Manhattan or Brooklyn? Brooklyn. What? (laughs) (laughs) Until, I mean, I used to be Manhattan, and then the minute I moved to Brooklyn, I was like, oh, Manhattan is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to say Brooklyn, but that's the game. I did it. Did I win? What do I win? A a slice of pizza. You win pizza, (laughs) which which was, uh, you know, I was thinking ahead in the future. I knew you'd win. Yeah. Um, Okay, so industry news picked out an article in the Washington Post, Starbucks Next Move, Italian Restaurants by Abba Bataral. This is talking about how Starbucks is opening its first standalone restaurant. It's teaming up with Princi, which is a small chain of 24-hour bakeries in Milan in London, and they make focaccia sandwiches and all sorts of bread stuff. And they're so they're going into the, the bread business. And yeah. op- the first one's opening in Seattle. Well, first, I read that like 
that Princhi place only has five locations. Can you imagine how psyched they are right now? Like, <laughs> oh my God, we're doing a deal with Starbucks? Like, from, from five little tiny locations? I mean, I don't know how little they are, but still. Yeah. Can you imagine, com- com- like... Compared to, there's five Starbucks now within, like, yeah. a two-minute walk of my right. apartment. I mean, so there's I, I a can, lot of Starbucks. I mean, yeah, I, they this is gonna are freaking out. Like They're that. freaking out. Yeah. Um, I'm... I read that article. I had mixed emotions. First, the um, our shuffleboard club in Chicago, the neighborhood that we're in, just got a Starbucks reserve, and that's what they're doing, right? They're going to put them mm-hmm. in the Starbucks reserves. And yes. I've been saying, and also standalone. I think it said it said oh, both. Got it. Okay. But so I have been saying, you know, when people ask, "Oh, how did you pick um, Bucktown for Chicago?" and I was like, "I just think it's where our people are." And then they turned one of the Starbucks just a block down from us into a Starbucks reserve. And I was like, well, if anybody has done their market research, it's Starbucks. So if they're banking on this neighborhood being like a hip, cool neighborhood, then we're in good shape. We can rely on Starbucks to have done the work for us. And now I will be able to report back. I can come back on the show for a follow-up and let you know the level of deliciousness we're working with there. I was hoping you'd volunteer sure. for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I really need the follow-up. <laughs> the least up. I can do. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was, I was, I just got it, uh, saw from, I don't know, so one of the newsletters I subscribed to, news like an hour ago, saying how Panera Bread is acquiring Abba Pan, oh. which is like new breaking news. Sure. So there's, I guess there's stuff going on in the bread industry. In the bread world. <laughs> Something's rising up. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, uh, um, oh, I used to, I mean, remember when Aubon Pain was like the like m- most delicious thing in the city? Like, oh, they had those cheddar jalapeno bagels. Yeah. I haven't been there in many, many years. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing with Starbucks that makes me a little concerned is that I have a lot of friends who have little artisanal food businesses that have partnered up with Starbucks, like um, Meg Pies. They've been doing their Pop-Tarts there, and they've really like changed their whole way that they make them for Starbucks. And uh, my friends from Field Trip Jerky. And so when I read that article today, I thought, oh, no, what's going to – are they going to get ousted? And what is that going to do oh, to yeah. their – Whole, I mean, I'm. Sh- it's like I'm sure that their biggest client is Starbucks. I don't know how that affects their business. I don't know. I think. I mean, I, part of this article is just talking about. I mean these these new places, these new printies are going to have full kitchens yeah. and and op- you know full kitchen operations versus Starbucks. They don't have kitchens there. That's why They'd their food program over. is is what it is. Right. So do you think <laughs> you they're going to just do away with the food there and just be like, you want coffee, you get it here. You want food, we got other stuff. I don't know. I think I, I, well, we'll have to wait and see. I think Starbucks is going to, I don't know. It's interesting to know if they'll maybe they'll outsource to, if they'll connect them. I mean, there's so many Starbucks. I don't think they're all that's true going to yeah. connect. But seeing where Starbucks has went, started and is now, it's interesting. We'll see how this company or if it's yeah, I mean, as you know, successful. I've got faith in them. I feel yeah. like they'll I feel like they'll make it work. Yeah. So well that's the bread news today. So <laughs> I like to keep up on my carbohydrates. <laughs> yeah. So and the other other thing just before we take a break, I wanted to just make an announcement. Uh, my friends Ronnie Rodriguez and Kathleen Squires, uh, Ronnie does this chef's dinner series and they're doing a dining for disaster relief. 
uh, a benefit for Americare's efforts towards Hurricane Maria relief in Puerto Rico. And it's happening this Sunday, November 12th. It's going to be at the Little Owl, the townhouse. And so it's a part of his chef dinner series. He has a Puerto Rican chef, Kevin Roth, coming in. There's going to be handcrafted cocktails from Don Q and lots going on. I am going. Um, it's a good, you know, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be delicious events for a great cause. So if anyone wants to go, you could, um, or if you're interested, you can email Ronnie at chefsdinnerseries at gmail.com. Or if you go to Eventbrite and search Chef's Dinner Series Dining for Disaster Recovery, you can find out about it and um, get a ticket and that you'll great. see me there. So I love yeah. a Chef's Dinner Series. Chefs, it's great. He brings yeah. in great chefs. It's a great dinner, and this is for a good cause. Yeah. So. And, and that's it. And uh, we're going to take one more break, come back, I'm going to do my solo dining experience, and the final question. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and it's time for my solo dining experience. This week, it's at Felix. Here's the rundown. The location, 1023 Abbott Kinney Boulevard, Venice, Los Angeles, California. The concept, Latin for happy or lucky, Felix is inspired by deeply rooted culinary traditions of regional Italy and enriched by California's greatest family farms. The owners, Chef Evan Funk and Janet Zuccarini. So why'd I go? Well, I was in LA and Esquire has named this restaurant its best restaurant of the year. Jeff Gordonaire, who was on my show a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that a little bit. So I really wanted to go. My experience. Okay, so I had made a reservation for two, but none of my LA fa- friends were able to, able to make it. So I showed up solo. They were they were most welcoming. They gave me the a perfect two top that was right next to their pasta room, which has a glass window. So I was able to watch uh, one of the chefs making fresh ravioli as I ate, and my server was lovely, guided me through the menu, and uh, I had a good time. So what did I get? Okay, so they have this focaccia Siciliana bread. It's called Sfincino. I think I have no (laughs) idea if I'm saying that right. It's S-F-I-N-C-I-O-N-E. Anyways, if you go, you have to get this bread. It's delicious. I also had Rigatoni Alamatriciana, which was perfectly al dente and had a little spice to it. It was great. And for dessert... I even had dessert. I had bedino and uh, a macchiato to go with it. So it was a really fantastic meal. The ambiance is a casual, intimate space with low lighting and had a lively bar up front. I'd say it's perfect for Italian food cravings. So interesting tidbit. There was a sign on the pasta machine in the pasta room that was right next to me and had a hashtag on it said, fuck your pasta machine which is the life motto of Chef Funk, who believes in hand-rolling pasta. Personal fun fact, that is the first time I've cursed on this show. 
the cost, $44, not including tax and gratuity, and they have a 3% health care benefits charge at their restaurant, so that's not including that either. Would I go back? Yes. Their website is felixla.com. That was my solo dining experience. Do you ever give up, do you ever say, this was a terrible place to eat by myself? I mean, that was a very like nice and, and flattering review. Do you ever say, ugh, that was terrible? No. I no. mean, I, but I, and I, I, I'm honest though. I don't want to be someone who's like Pollyanna or something like yeah. every, cause everything isn't always fantastic, but I, I put a, a nice spin on it. You I will highlight best. what I like the best. I'm not looking to take anyone yeah. down here, Yeah. but I also feel I, w- I want to be honest. So, um, I highlight what I like best and, um, I think sometimes if you listen to my show, people listen, like you can tell, places, you know, <laughs> like, but well, what, yeah. what was, or, or sometimes, well sometimes I salted and yeah, and sometimes <laughs> I have, uh, it can be a little awkward or maybe I don't feel as welcoming, mm. but this, you know, I showed up and I was, I was still a reservation for two and I was a little, and it's a hot restaurant and I'm thinking, are they going to be disappointed? Be, yeah, yeah, but they were really, they were really nice. That's great. And, um, and it was great. So yeah. But yeah, I try to keep them positive. <laughs> I have. I always joke that I should just have a show called Nope, where I'm just give. Ev- I give everything a nope. It's very rare that I give something a huh. Also, nope. I'm like nope. Yeah. I give that a big old nope. Okay, the nope show. <laughs> the nope show. <laughs> um, I guess I'm more the yep show. I like it. Okay, so time for the final question. My next guest is Billy Harris. He is one of the most sought-out MCs, known for his award-winning video series, Hanging with Harris. And he's doing this new dinner series with top chefs in New York City. It's actually happening now. It's October 30th through November 17th, and all of his dinners are benefiting No Kid Hungry, which is great. So, Ashley, what would you like to ask Billy? He's an MC, like a... Like a- on stage announcey kind He's of guy. He's the guy who does the auctions at whenever wow. I go to the food any food and wine events, he's like the auctioneer, and he's fantastic. He's so good at it. Okay, so I would like to know about his worst bomb, like his worst like flubbing the time that he just couldn't get it done. Okay. Yeah. He probably, not to say I feel he gets it done, but he probably has stories. And there's probably like, one, you know, sometimes yeah. I do voiceovers and for some reason just my mouth won't work. I dream about that happening a lot, but sometimes you just can't say the words the way you want to. So I wonder if, especially with an auctioneer, like, I wonder if he ever had a time where he was just tongue-tied and just bombed yeah. it. I think it's a very special skill set yeah. to be able to be an auctioneer. Like, yeah. I don't see my, I don't see that as a career. <laughs> a path for you? <laughs> uh, no, no, I think it's hard. I yeah. think you, oh, I'm you know. Sure. But he's, he's great at it. And maybe the bombing isn't him bombing it, but like, what, what about when nobody wants the thing you're auctioning? Right. And it's just crickets. Do I hear Do I $100? Hear? Yeah, yeah. That well, would be terrible. I, I will find out. He's, he's, a, he's a cool guy and a very unique career. Flies yeah. more than anyone I know, like on and off planes. He's, he lives in L.A., actually. Oh. So, anyways, that is the show. All right. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. And the pizza, delicious. The pe- I'm only going to do shows from now on that provide pizza. That's going to be on my rider. That. That, I love it. <laughs> Girls got to have yeah. standards. Yeah, no, this was this was a treat. I hadn't I had not I haven't been eating when I'm coming out to Roberta's. Yeah. So it's about time I I enjoyed it. Um it's 
yeah, it was delicious and so so awesome having you on my show. Yeah, I you know it's it's really it's special and the fact that we've known each other all, all this time. I know, and we're like connected. forty no, not forty years, like maybe thirty eight years, like a long time. Definitely over thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we have fond memories and congratulations on all of your success. I don't know how Thanks. you do it. If we had more time, I'd try to figure out like, what's the balance? And, like, <laughs> how do you get all this done? Someone asked me like, when do you have me time? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's all me time. That's kind of the <sighs> That's thing. That's a good answer. Yeah. No, but seriously, congratulations. You're, you, 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 you make, you make stuff happen. So, um, to be continued. And, uh, Everyone, my guest today has been Ashley Elbert. She's the co-founder of Royal Palms Shuffleboard Club, the co-founder of the Matza Project. She's a highly accomplished voiceover actress, or actor as they say. Uh, you can find her websites are royalpalmshuffle.com, matzaproject.com, social media, Plucky P, yeah. and Royal Palms Club and Matza Project. Got all that right. Yeah, I think Royal Palms. And Royal the, Palms. Yeah. Okay. And for me, at Sherry Bayer, Bayer PR, and All Industry. My face, Facebook page is All in the Industry. My website's BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. And as always, remember, we you can find all of our shows archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org, and we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks to my guest, Ashley. Thanks very much to Summit LA17, the team there, and especially Katie Kilbride of Open Nest, who helped make arrangements for me. And also thanks to my show's engineer today, Vitor. I'm Sherry Bayer. I'll be back next Wednesday at 4 o'clock with another live show. I hope you'll tune in then. Thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.